0: Psalm 103 verses 13 and 14 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we were formed. He remembers that we are dust. I put that particular picture there in scripture up on the church Facebook page this week because I knew that several folks were going through some pretty rough times and and needed to be reminded that the Lord remembers that we are only dust. This Psalm 103 has been in my heart all week, and as I pondered it, it seemed to be the thing to talk about this morning. So I just want to read the entire psalm again, and we'll have it on the screen so you can follow along. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. How many of your sins are forgiven? How many diseases does he heal? Every single one of them. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger And abounding in mercy, he will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. He knows our frame he remembers that we are dust as for man his days are like grass as a flower of the field so he flourishes for the wind passes over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more but the mercy of the lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and on his and his righteousness to children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them the lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. bless the Lord all His works in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. That's a beautiful psalm. The whole thing is fantastic. There's lots of really good and very famous verses, very comforting verses. You may be very familiar with that, or maybe not at all. But the part that was highlighted to me this week because of the situations that I was dealing with was. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, for he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and it remembers its place no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. Psalm 90 was written by Moses, two or three hundred years before David, and Moses says the same thing in the song that he writes. He says, the days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The word of the Lord this morning is, for those of you who knew Cole and for those of you who didn't, or for those of you who knew Becky's mom or those of you who didn't, the word of the Lord this morning is, number your days. It's, somebody would say, well, that admits that's a really morbid thought to think about the fact that I'm going to die. Well, I'm not talking about being excited about it and I'm not talking about fearing it, but it is a command of God to meditate on the fact that we're not immortal and none of us is guaranteed anything. And this verse says, Psalm 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Moses is actually praying that to the Lord Of course, it's the word of the Lord to us, but Moses is making it a prayer. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. How does it make us wise if we think about the fact, intentionally meditate on the fact that we're going to die? And it could be this afternoon. Moses says, God says, that will give us a heart of wisdom. How does that make us wise? Well, there was a lot of stupid things you do that you wouldn't do. Wastes of time and wastes of money. There are a lot of things you should do that you put off that you wouldn't if you knew that tomorrow that person would be gone or you would be gone. Come on. You'd forgive a lot quicker, you would make peace very, very fast. you're in that heated argument with your spouse and you knew that when they drove off to work, you wouldn't see them again. You would truly intentionally live for no regrets. It would make us very wise to number our days. Moses' prayer is God's command to us is to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. How many stupid things do we do with our time and money that have absolutely no value other than it's entertaining in the moment or we're just being lazy or whatever? If we would number our days, if we knew ahead of time, our priorities would be very, very different. Psalm 39, 4-7 to says the same thing. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. And then that word selah is a Hebrew word that means stop right there and Think. So let's read it again and then stop and think. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. Everybody just close your eyes and breathe in real deep and let it out nice and slow. That right there is your life. Compared to the eternity of God, our life is a breath. Man is a mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about but only in vain. He heaps up wealth not knowing who will get it. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. David is not praying that God will show him how and when he's going to die. Because that's impossible. I don't think God will ever tell anybody that. Prayer of David is, Lord, remind me. I am not immortal. And no matter the financial, career, health, family plans I make, I am not guaranteed anything. And what is my hope? My hope is only in you. Teach us to number our days, Lord, that we would gain a heart of wisdom. I honestly cannot tell you how many funerals I've done since I've been pastor here. I do funerals for people in this church and I get asked by the funeral homes to come and do funerals for total strangers. The Lord has made this wildest connections with families and people. I've done services all over. And... Some of them, if you'll forgive my word, some of them are fun. Virginia Riamondo's was a fun funeral because she's a ripe old age. She's served the Lord all her life. She was, Frank Zimmerman's funeral, we laughed. It was fun. And then I've done funerals that are just absolutely tragic, heart wrenching stuff happens. But something that comes up repeatedly, not every time, but repeatedly, is amongst the people who talk at these services is why do we wait till somebody's gone to tell them how great they were? Teach us to number our days that we would gain a heart of wisdom. What conversations do you need to have today? Because you do not know. You need to get clean what needs to get clean. You need to tell people what you would regret not telling them if they're gone tomorrow. Or if you are gone tomorrow, what do you need to say? Say it. What do you need to ask forgiveness for? Do it. This is what David and Moses are praying to God and telling us. Let me know how fleeting is my life. Because seriously, we have all these plans and dreams and accomplishments we think we're going to do. And God willing, some of that will come to pass. Some of it. Very little of it, some of it. And yeah, we've got to take care of our bodies, and, but we're not guaranteed anything. Teach me to number my days. Show me, Lord, the number of my days. Psalm 144, three and four. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him or the son of man that you are mindful of him? Man is like a breath and his days are like a passing shadow. You think God wanted you to understand this? I haven't picked some obscure verse in the back corner of the Bible. This is a repeated command. Think about, on purpose, think about the fact that you are going to die very soon. And I know that those of you who are 60, 70, and 80 know way more about what I'm talking about than I do. But I know more than those of you in your 30s and 20s and teens know. (laughs) It goes really, really fast. Even if you live to a ripe old age, we're saying all the time about our kids where did the time go? We're talking high school graduations and buying cars and colleges, and it was just three weekends ago they were in the swing. (laughs) And I know that you older folks know way more than we do. Life is a fast passing shadow. It is a breath. It is Your life is a flower. The scripture says that we are like grass. We are like flowers. The flower that blooms and then the hot wind comes and it's gone. I remember Sarah's a big fan of flowers. She loves them all. I have a few that I really like. Lilacs and daffodils are are great. I was weeding in the backyard flower bed years ago and the daffodils were drooping and turning brown so whenever that is April or May I guess the daffodils had started to die down in a moment I felt sorrow and anger that these flowers had to die it is not right it's not fair because the truth is that death is the ultimate ripoff it really is you've heard me say this at several funerals that I've done here before. Death is a complete ripoff Because God did not design death. In his perfect creation, we were made to live forever. And our hearts love with an eternal love. And we're not designed, we're not made for giving up the people we love. It's a real tearing, it's a real dying of ourselves when somebody that we love dies because that was never supposed to happen. But it does because of our sin. C.S. Lewis said that death is Satan's final insult, but it is also God's ultimate freedom because it's God's judgment, but it is also his mercy that he put the angel with the flaming sword between Adam and Eve and the tree of eternal life. Because if Adam and Eve had gotten to eat from the tree of the fruit of life, then we would be stuck in this horrendous existence forever with no hope of ever being born again, with no hope of freedom. So God cut us off from the tree of life. And actually the fact that this body grows old and rots and dies, yeah, it's the greatest injustice, losing a loved one is a complete rip-off and it's totally wrong. It is also God's freedom because that is the very last passage out of this existence and into a clean one, a pure one, a holy one, an everlasting one. So he says, you're like a flower that blooms for a moment. Your life is beautiful It's full of color and fragrance, and then it's gone. And it's true. But the real you, for those of you in Jesus, the real you never ceases to exist. It's just this body that goes away. In Isaiah 40, 6 to 8, Isaiah hears the audible voice of God. It says, The voice said, Cry out. And he said, What shall I cry? And here's what God tells him to prophesy. All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass, and the grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. Because death is unnatural, we feel it very painfully. And it certainly is not wrong to cry. It's not wrong to ask questions. It's not wrong to be angry. Those are all totally understandable, justified responses to death. It is wrong that Amy lost her husband yesterday. It is wrong that Young Life and Faith Center lost a big man in their church It's wrong that Becky lost her mom. And it's totally fine to have all of the feelings that we have when death happens. And I know that most everybody here, you've lost a friend or a family member, you know what I'm talking about. It happens so fast. Time is so short. God says, it's just like a flower that blooms and then it's gone. He says it's like a shadow that passes. He says it's like a breath, like a wisp of cloud. But for those of us in Jesus, we know that Cole is not gone. He's not ceased to exist. Joyce is not gone. She is completely free from a body that hasn't worked right for a long time. She is happy and whole They've crossed that veil between us and eternity. Between heaven and earth, there's a curtain, and we call it death. The good news is that Jesus has already been there, and he came back. He came back, and he said, I have the keys. There's nothing to fear. Do not be afraid. Follow me. So, yes, Death is, as C.S. Lewis says, death is Satan's final insult. It should never happen. It is a complete rip-off. It's infuriating. It's heartbreaking. There's a lot of questions we have. It's all fine. But for those of us who know that Cole knew Jesus, we can know that he's completely safe he's totally fine in the midst of our sorrow and our mourning we wrestle with God it's what the word Israel means is the one who wrestles with God it's fine to cry ask questions yell at him if you need to he's a big God he can take it wrestle with him just don't let go Hello? The place where Jacob's name was changed to Israel is where he wrestled with God, but he would not let go. Teach us to number our days, Lord, that we would have a heart of wisdom. For those of you who are mourning this morning, and I know that some of you are, I know that you know that Cole was saved. I know that you know that he's with the Lord that's what our faith is is that Jesus is the firstborn of the dead, He's the one who leads us into eternal life, that heaven is real, it's not a fairy tale that we are eternal beings, and these bodies are not, and at some point we have to part from those. I know you know it's a medical scientific fact. I know you know all these things, but it still really, really hurts. I understand that i'm I'm here to say the Lord is gracious and compassionate, He is very, very tender. And he remembers that we are only dust. He knows how bad it hurts. He lost his son. He's tasted that separation, that forgiveness. But he also knows it isn't permanent. And he's very, very happy that we are in him and that true death, real death, which is eternal separation from God, won't happen to those who have faith in Christ. Check this out from Isaiah 57. Righteous men pass away. The godly often die before their time. No one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. For those who follow godly paths will rest in peace when they die. Did you know that the words rest in peace are from the Bible? They are. Those who who walk a godly life, those who are in Christ, those who are obedient to the Lord, will rest in peace, that actually death is God's rescue. Doesn't mean it hurts less for those of us behind, but it is God's rescue, and we will rest in peace when we die. Teach us to number our days, Lord, that we would have a heart of wisdom. I very seriously ask you this morning, what do you need to take care of? You're not immortal. Those of you who are 23 probably think you are, but you're not. Time comes, bodies wear out, accidents happen, things happen that are totally explainable and other things like this happen that are, that they just have no answers. You're not guaranteed anything other than that our hope is in the Lord. I I can say this publicly because Cole's brother put it on Facebook. He was so glad that just the night before they'd had a talk and he said, and I told him I loved him. Tell your brothers and your sisters you love them today. Go home and call grandma. Go home and call your grandkids. Don't make it a big dramatic thing. Just say what you need to say. If you need to forgive, get forgiven. If you need to be forgiven, ask for it. Humble yourself. Clean up your business right now. That's the wisdom that will come from numbering our days. Keep your heart and your relationships clean. Do not leave unfinished business when the sun goes down. We do not know what may come. Do you hear me? Well, we understand that there are questions that won't be answered until eternity. and That there are very painful and heartbreaking feelings right now. But Lord, I also ask that the faith of your people in you and in your word and in your promise of salvation and eternity would shine bright in this valley. That those that don't know you that those that are lost in darkness would see and hear the testimony of hope and of faith and of love in Cole's family and in his church family and his friends. Lord, that our faith is in you, that we are not shaken by this, that we mourn, but we mourn with those, we mourn as those who have hope. We have a peace that passes understanding. I pray, Lord, that at at the service that's coming, whenever that is, all those who know and hear would see great faith and stability and love and peace for you and for each other in your church. As we take care of each other, as we serve each other, as we comfort each other, Work all things for good for those who love you, Lord. May your kingdom increase and your testimony be famous and bright. Lord, I bless each individual person here this morning. Each sheep that you have given me to shepherd, Lord, I bless them each in Jesus' name. I speak grace and peace over every head here and every heart, Lord. You know every situation. You know who's hurting, who's scared, who's worried, who's rejoicing who's living in victory and who's hiding sin. You know it all, Lord. You know everything. I pray that you would provide what each person needs. Bring comfort and grace and peace beyond our understanding. Lord, where there's needs in for healing in bodies, I ask for your healing. Where there's financial needs, where there's job needs, Lord, I ask you to provide. Where there's family needs, I ask you to fix and provide and restore. You know every prayer and every request in every heart. You know every tear and you know every excitement. Thank you, Lord, that you crown each of us with tender mercies and loving kindness. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you that you remember we are just a mobile pile of dirt that we have weakness, that we have an expiration date. Thank you that you know when that is and your eye is always on us, your hand is always on us and no one may snatch us away from you. That you provided everything we need from the end to the beginning. Peace in Jesus' name. Grace and peace to each of you. In Jesus' name. Amen.